feeling this morning? Man, worship night's going to be awesome. You got to be here tonight. It's going to be incredible. I am very, very pumped for all of that to happen tonight. So if you haven't made plans, your plans have been made. We want to see you here tonight. Uh, I I promise you it's going to be great. Uh, Man, welcome to Vision Sunday 2023, everyone. For our church, this is a very, very special Sunday. I am very excited uh, to speak this morning about this vision I feel like God has laid out for our church. Before we do that, let's all pray. Father, we thank you for this morning. God, we're thankful, God, that you're speaking to us. God, we're thankful that, God, we can be here in the room or watching online. Father, we actually know that, God, when we seek your face, God, you do things inside us that we couldn't do ourselves. God, we pray that this morning, God, our whole lives would be open to you. God, that there'd be nothing that would be uh, set apart from you. God, we open up our whole life, our family. God, everything we have is yours. And God, I pray that this morning, God, we'd be different. God, as we walk out these doors, God, something would change within us, God, and through us. God, we're praying that we hear your voice in a very real way in Jesus' name. Come on, everybody said amen, amen. Are you glad to be in church this morning? Are you glad we got heaters working in this church? Thank you, Lord. Come on, Oklahoma, make up your mind. Lord, uh, I, um, I, 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 want to, uh, I want to talk about this, this idea of vision. Um, and before we do that, if you're here for the first time or you're watching online for the first time, we're so glad that you're here. Come on, give a huge rowdy welcome to New Heart Church. So glad that you're here. Glad that you made this Sunday uh, your first Sunday to be here. Hopefully you feel right at home. I'm I'm praying that uh, you you really hear uh, from God this morning. Uh, And and we didn't come here to hear from any person. We came here to hear from the Lord. So we're praying that our our hearts and our eyes and our ears will be open. Um, When when you start talking about uh, vision, uh, what I started to think about uh, was first um, a void. And, and, and when you have a void in your life, or, or maybe you, um, and, and a void could come into your life because something you lost, someone you lost, something you lost, and you, and you experience a void, or it's maybe a void of your own making. You decided this year you're going to pull something out. You're like, man, I, hey, listen, I, I'm going to, you know, did anybody this year decide, okay, this is the year I'm taking blank out of my life, right? Anybody, you don't have to say the thing, <laughs> sugar, no, no, I just, you know, maybe you yell the person's name and they're sitting right next to you and you're like, sorry, uh, you know, what, whatever, whatever you decided, maybe you decided to create a void in your life. Or, or maybe you just, uh, not something you decided, but something happened. And, and, and what happens when a void comes into your life, there's, there's, there's two ways that that void gets filled. Because I, I, I promise you every void gets filled. Just so you know, every void in your life will be filled. But it, it, it'll either be filled by direction or default. And I, I promise you, you don't want voids in your life filled by default. You start feeling lonely, 
You start and you just start grabbing the next person that comes around and just default comes into your life. You start feeling like, man, I don't have this or that, so I'm going to do, I'm just going to let life come into my life. I'm promising you that default doesn't work very well because the enemy would love to fill your void in your life, fill that hole with something that is not healthy for you. It might make you feel whole, but it's a counterfeit hole, and it makes you feel like you're doing something right, but in actuality it's poison to your soul. But if you choose to fill that hole, that opening, that void with something by direction, something by design, and you're saying, man, I'm going to put some, this is why it's so important. When you take something out of your life, you put something healthy in. This is why we talk about connect groups. This is why we talk about coming to church. This is why we talk about having good community in your life. This is why we talk about being at worship night. Because if you're going to take something out of your life, you better put something good in. Otherwise, the enemy will try to default you and put something of default into your life. And then all of a sudden, I'm too full for what God wants to do in my life. All of a sudden, I don't got any room. I don't got any room. And so this is why direction is so important. And just so you know, vision, having a vision is direction for your life. It's direction for your life. And so many of us let life happen to us instead of running through life with direction. This is why Paul said in 1 Corinthians, he was talking about this, this idea, look at this. He says, uh, I realize that in a race everyone runs, but, but only one person gets the prize. All athletes are disciplined. All athletes are disciplined in the training. They do it to win. Look at this. And then the next verse, do we have the next verse on here? They do it to win. So don't, uh, okay, they do, they do it to, no, let's uh, go one back. Go, can we go one back? Oh, yeah, don't you realize they're raising money, but they're training. Okay, get the prize. So run to win. I love that Paul likes to win, right? So run to win. Don't run to lose. Who starts a race to lose? Right? Well, maybe some of you, you're very quiet. You're like, I do. I only run races, I only run races I can lose. All right. Uh, but run, run to win. So then, so then he says this. Um, uh, but we do it for eternal prize, so run with purpose in every step. So I run with purpose in every step. Another translation said, so I don't run aimlessly. Do, do you know how many of us in life sometimes we default into running aimlessly? And you wonder why you're, you're so out of energy but have nothing to show for it. Right? Because you're not running with purpose and direction. You're not running the way that, that God has intended us to run. You're not running with the vision that God has set out for us. You're not running and saying, okay, I'm going to run this way the way God has. I'm not going to run aimlessly. I'm not going to tire with, and, and, and not get any trophies. I, I'm going to run to win. I'm going to run and, and I'm going to run the race that God has set out for me. It's, it, it gives you, see, this is why vision gives you direction for the year. Also, vi vision doesn't just give you direction. Vision gives you guidance. I am, um, 
I like fishing, but I'm a terrible fisherman. Uh, I, I, I don't know if any of you guys have ever gone fishing before, because when I said fishing, all of you look like I'm talking about something from another planet. So fishing is when you put a rod and a reel in a water and you try to get a fish to come out. Okay, so <laughs> there you go. Uh, and so I, I, I'm terrible fishing. I, 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 I've gone so many times, got skunk, couldn't get a fish. One time when I was living in Colorado, I went on a guided fishing trip. And I'm telling you, I felt like I was on one of those bass shows. Like one of, I, I mean, I, the fish could not keep away from me. It was like I, they were jumping in my boat saying, please eat me. I mean, I was like throw, and catching fish after fish after fish. And this guide was like, no, 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 put it right there. Put, put, put it right. Okay, now we're going to go over here. We're going to put it right over there. It, it was so awesome to be guided to where I needed to go. And so many of us don't realize that vision is there to guide us where we need to go. Right? God, it, it guides us where, we, where we'll be the most efficient. Now, I'll tell you this. Going on a guided fishing trip, it, it costs more than just going out to another place with no guide. And this will cost you if you want to live with vision. It will cost you. But it will be worth it, but it will cost you. And so as I was, I was um, looking at this I, and, and thinking about vision, and in the last couple of months, even before the new year, I was praying uh, about certain things for our church, and, and I was like, okay, God, where, where do you want us to be this year? What's, what's something? And, it, and it's not just maybe something we do, but just what, what is your guidance? What's your vision for our year? It's much more than a word. You know, God, I... I understand that people like, you know, oh, my word for this year, that's awesome, that's great. But God, I just don't want to throw out a word. I want something that, that really you are inspiring for our church. Yeah. And so I, as I was um, going over, uh, over and over that, I, I read this scripture. And, um, and it jumped out at me. And then I started, and I heard some people talking about the specific things that I read in scripture. And then it just got even more like, oh, this is clear. This is clear. So let me read this. This is uh, 2 Peter chapter 1. Everybody ready? Everybody ready? 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 5. In view of all this, make every effort to respond to God's promises. Supplement your faith with a generous provision of moral excellence and moral excellence with knowledge, knowledge with self-control, self-control with patient endurance and patient endurance with godliness, godliness with brother affection and brotherly affection with love for everyone. I mean, he just goes down the line. Peter's like, here's all the stuff. Here's all the stuff. So the more you grow, everybody say grow. The more you grow like this, the more productive and useful you will be in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But those who fail to develop, everybody say develop, in this way are short-sighted or blind, forgetting that they've been cleansed from their old sins. So dear brothers and sisters, work hard, everybody say work hard, to prove that you are really are among those God has called and chosen do these things. And you will never fall away. So I read this scripture, and I, I want to tell you that what popped out at me and has been burning in my heart for our church 
this year is this. When he said, in view of all this, make every effort. Make every effort. Come on, church. Make every effort. When I read that, I felt like God said for New Heart Church, this year, make every effort. Wake up and make every effort. Don't give half-hearted things to me. Don't go after the things that I've designed for you in a half-hearted way. Make every effort. Make every effort. And look at what God, it said, make every effort to respond to God's promises. That effort that we make is in a response to what God has already done in our life. Make every effort. But as I was thinking and praying about this, there's two quotes that kind of stuck with me when I was talking about making every effort. First one is this, by Dallas Willard. It says that grace is not opposed to effort. It's opposed to earning. See, some of us don't give every effort and don't make every effort because we think we're trying to earn something from God. No, 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 no. God has given his love freely to each and every one of us. God has given his mercy and grace to us freely. It doesn't matter what you've done, God's got grace for it. doesn't matter where you've come from, God's got grace for you. doesn't matter what you did last night, God has mercy and grace for your life. Come on, church, that stuff you didn't earn. That stuff you can't buy. That stuff you can't get somewhere by doing something and proving you're good enough to get God's love so you can make something of yourself and make it into heaven. You cannot earn his love. You cannot work well enough to get his grace. God gives that freely. But I'm telling you, there's a difference between earning and effort. There is a difference, and you better know the difference in your life. Because some of us are saying, oh, I'm not earning anything from God. But what, really what you're doing is you're not giving any effort in your life. And that's why Peter said, make every, come on church, make every effort, effort. Here's the second quote. It said, it said this, it said, expectation without effort is entitlement. Expectation without effort is entitlement. What does that mean? It means there's too many of us that sit back and say, God, give me everything in my life on a silver platter. God, do everything. Do, do, it, do it all. I'm not, I'm not going to move my hand at all. I'm not going to move. No, 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 no. It is great to have expectation, but you better put effort with your expectation. Because James said faith without works is what? It's dead. It doesn't work. It's not alive. And so I'm telling you right now that your effort matters. What you come to the plate with matters. And I'm not telling you it's bigger than God's grace because nothing is bigger than God's grace. Nothing is bigger than God's spirit, but God, I'm going to lay it out all on the field. God, I'm going to give you my whole life. I'm going to give you everything that I have on the inside because I'm not going to expect something from you and not give you effort with it because I'm not going to live my life entitled. I'm not going to live my life entitled where I walk in 
and sit down and say, God, feed me. God, put everything in my mouth and then move my mouth to eat. God, I'm not doing it. I'm not trying to earn God's grace. I'm not trying to earn it. But God, you got all my effort. Because I don't want, I don't want to live entitled. I don't, I don't want to walk in here and, and say, God, you've got to do my whole life. Because we start missing miracles when we live like, oh, can I tell you, church, God, when God dropped this in my heart, you do not know what I saw for our church as we go through this year making every effort. You cannot believe, I mean, I'm telling you things that I thought there's no way are going to happen in our church start happening because we're making every effort. And I can hear some of the detractors, oh, you're just trying to do all the stuff. God's got to do it. I got it. Yeah, God's going to do what I can't do. But what about the stuff I can do? Because the last thing I saw, when, when God looked at he, he gave, in the perfect garden, he gave Adam a to-do list. So I, I'm, I'm thinking that we got stuff to do. I, I'm thinking that God has things for me to do. And I'm going to make every, I'm sorry, Peter was just real plain. He said, just said, make every effort. And, and, and when we start looking at miracles, some of us say, oh, you're, you're trying to diminish God working a miracle. No, I'm not trying to diminish God working a miracle. What I'm trying to do is highlight our work in a miracle. I'm not trying to diminish God like I could even try to do that anyway. I think I got a, you know, some of us get a, a high inflated view of ourselves thinking we can diminish what God does. God, God, God's going to do his thing. But I, I want to make sure that I'm, I'm right in the middle of it. So make every effort, Ben. Make every effort. Don't sit back. We, we, we've got too many of us in church that we come up like it's some kind of fast food joint. And we come into church and we're like, serve it to me. And it better be hot and it better be fast and it better be good. And it better be the best thing that I get. Otherwise, I'll go find something real quick. And we got no effort in, in, in any part of it. And I'm telling you, entitlement is killing the miracles that God wants to do in this church and in our world and in our state and in people's lives. And so I'm just done with that. God, I want to give every effort that I can. Not that I have to earn anything from you. My eternity's already settled. My life is already cleansed by God's forgiveness and grace. And so in, in view of God's mercies and in view of God's promises, make every effort. I mean, because of what he's done, it's a response. It is a response for all of us. And some of you are like, man, you're getting pretty loud. Yeah, I'm getting loud. Because God, God has done something on the inside of me that I am not okay with just sitting back and saying, okay, God, you just do it all, serve it up on a platter. No, no, no. We, most of us have heard David and Goliath. 
most of us. If you're not and you're new to church, you're probably like, dude, they get loud in here. <laughs> so sorry about that. Um, but it's probably going to happen a lot more, so just get used to it. Um, so David and Goliath is a story that most of us have, are, are familiar with. But when I started thinking about this with make every effort, I started seeing it in a different light. Because God, God for sure did that. God did it. But there was things now that I'm seeing in it. And honestly, through this vision, I'm seeing the whole scriptures in a new light. I mean, I feel like God has opened up my whole life again. I feel like in the morning when I wake up, I got something in the back that says, Ben, make every effort today. Okay. 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 Uh, just let, 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 so I, I'm telling you, it's not just for our church. It's for you. It's for you. God, I, I'm praying this is going to revolutionize your life. And I'm not trying to like overhype it. I'm just telling you what it's doing in my life. I just feel there's something different in this. And so I was reading through David and Goliath and um, reading through this in, in 1 Samuel chapter 17. 1 Samuel chapter 17 verse 12. This is Goliath taunting the Israelite army. Now David was the son of a man named Jesse, an Ephraimite from Bethlehem in the land of Judah. And Jesse was an old man at that time, and he had eight sons, and Jesse's three oldest sons, Eliab, Abinadab, and Shemaiah, had already joined Saul's army to fight the Philistines. I, I just want to, just for a precursor, I, I just want all of us to remember, David has been anointed the next king. And he's not in this list. David was the youngest son. David's three oldest brothers stayed with Saul's army. But David went back and forth so he could help his father with his sheep in Bethlehem. One of the things I saw with effort was this. Be willing to go back and forth. David's going to the battle. Back to the sheep. Back to the battle, and then back to the sheep. Back to his anointed destiny, and then back to what he's responsible with now. Be willing to not just give all your effort to what God and the dream and the destiny you have in the future. Be willing to still give all the effort to the things that you're responsible with now. Do not forsake small beginnings. Don't look at things the way people do. Look at them the way God does. God gave you that job for a reason. God gave you that family for a reason. God gave you that place for a reason. Don't look down on that and only give effort to your dreams. Only get when I get married, when I get a bank account, when I get a better job, when I get a better house, when I get this and that. And all, and all the dreams and all the efforts are all in the future but nobody's going back and forth. No one's able to balance what God has given you. It's not okay to just give this but not have vision, and it's not okay just to have dreams but not be responsible. 
Give your effort to both. Can we balance? Can we go back and forth? Back and forth. God, I've been praying for a long time, but I'll keep doing what you put in front of me. God, I've been praying for a long time, but I'm going to keep doing what you put in front of me. I'm going to keep believing for my business, but I'm going to keep doing the things that you have in front of me right now. Make every effort. Because I'm telling you, going back and forth is not easy. And if it was, everybody would do it. But David made every effort. Back and forth. Back and forth. Back and forth. Man, this is getting old, God. I thought I was supposed to be at the battle. You are supposed to be at the battle. And you're supposed to be serving your father. Just because you're not in one place does not mean that you're in the wrong place. Can you be there? Can you be in two places at once? No, no one can be in two places. Yeah, you can. You can be in two places at once. Just make every effort. Back and forth. But no one likes to balance. And I'll just tell you real quick, balancing takes different muscles. You can see the strongest people try to do, lift new weights, and they just look like the weakest people. Why? Because their balancing muscles aren't right. Just look at anybody who, uh, if you see them working out, especially in January, you know, got new people working out. Just see, see the, that's all right, to try and make every effort. Just don't quit on Valentine's Day. Just make every effort. You, you see people that work a machine. You know, they get on that white machine. They're just, I mean, they're just going for it, going for it. And then all of a sudden, they move from a, a weight machine to free weights. And all of a sudden, the turns into this. Why? Because they don't know how to balance things. They don't know how to balance anything. The weight machine balanced it for them. But now in freeways, they got to learn how to balance. We've got to learn how to balance back and forth. Make every effort. So, so David now is in the middle of this. Look at this. Um, 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 38. It says this. Then Saul gave David his own armor. So Saul's like, okay, go fight him. You're probably going to die. But go fight him. Have you ever had somebody that kind of believes in you but really doesn't? You know, they say things like this, oh, bless you. So when somebody says that, they're not meaning to bless you. <laughs> it's, it's more of like the last rites, okay? And then Saul gave David his own armor. A bronze helmet, coat of mail. David put it on, strapped the sword over it, took a step or two to see what it was like. For he'd never worn such things before. I can't go in these. He protested to Saul, I'm not used to them. So David took them off again and he, and he picked up five smooth stones from a stream, put them into his shepherd's bag. Then armed only with his shepherd's staff and sling, he, he started across the valley to, to fight Goliath. Don't take the shortcut. 
David was anointed the king, but he wasn't the king yet. And so how many of us would look at the king's armor and think, that's mine? It's not yours yet, David. But so many of us want to take a shortcut and not make every effort that we need to make in our life at this moment. So don't try to take a shortcut where God has said, no, 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 I will, I'll deal with the timing. You just do what you need to do. And so remember what it, what it said there. It said, David's like, no, 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 this is not mine. I, I'm not, I can't do this. So he went and got five smooth stones. There's the effort. He had to go find a stream. He couldn't take what was given to him. He went and found what he needed to find to be the person that he was supposed to be. And so it might take you a little while. And it might take you walking around where you don't know where everything is. And it might, where's the stream? Where's, where's the thing I got to reach down and grab those stones? I got to get the things in that God has asked me to get. I know it might take a little effort, but that's where the miracle is. Not in the shortcut. Where we want to cut it off and just say, okay, I'm just going to take this. It's, it's more efficient. But some, some, sometimes efficiency just is another way to destroy our faith. And just, run, and, and just understand, okay, I'm going to go. I'm going to pick up these stones. And, and I'm going to throw them. And then this last scripture right here, first. Samuel chapter 17, verse 48. As Goliath moved closer to attack, David quickly ran out to meet him. Hmm. Reaching into his shepherd's bag and taking out a stone, he hurled it with his sling and hit the Philistine in the forehead. The stone sank in and Goliath stumbled and fell face down on the ground. That's awesome. Okay, I can't read about knocking the giant down with sweet piano music, even though it sounds good. Just chill out for a second, Alvaro, and we'll call the Holy Spirit in a second. All right, everybody stand to your feet. I need to talk about this for a second. Uh, now listen, David's running, running right at a giant. Okay, I, I want to get back to the, I, I want you to really get this. As Goliath moved closer to attack, there are people, there are things, there are, en the, the enemy is moving closer to attack you, taking forward steps on your business, on your family, on your finances, on things that you're feeling like, man, I'm just under all of this attack. Look at what David did. David quickly ran out to meet him quickly. He's like, you take a step at me, I'm running at you. There's some effort that I want to have in my life. There's some effort that I want to have in my life. When I see the enemy take one step, I sprint toward him. I run towards him because I know what is inside of this bag. Now listen, what happened here? Did God throw the stone? No. Did God reach back there and grab a stone? No. Did God run to the giant? No. All of these things are what David did. 
But what did he do? Why did he do it? He did them in response to who he knew God was. He said, I'm coming against you, not with a sword and a spear, but with the name of God over all of my life and all of this army. And I'm going to run. I'm running right at you. Make every effort. Come on, make every effort in your family. When the enemy's trying to destroy your marriage, make every effort. When the enemy's trying to get into your finances, you tithe anyway. You run quickly. You don't wait till everybody's like, it's time to give. You're giving before you even do that. Because you're running quickly. You're making every effort in your job when you're like, man, my boss is nuts. Make every effort. You serve when everybody else is talking junk about the boss. You serve him. Make every effort. Because all of a sudden, as you make every effort, what does God do? God directs it. God directs it. And all of a sudden, boom, giant's done. And then, and then you've got an army running behind you. Because you made every effort. When everybody else in the army didn't make one effort. I'm not trying to say this is all about works. Don't, no, no, no. God's grace does things that we cannot do. There, there are miracles that you, can, you can't heal a person. God does. You can't save a person for eternity. God does that. You can't fix a marriage. You can't do all of those things. You can't change your spouse's mind. You can't change your kids' lives. You can't do all of these financial things because you don't have the education or you don't have this or you don't have that. That's God's deal. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to run quickly to it. I'm going to get into the middle of the fight. I'm going to give every effort. I'm going to stand there and say, God, here I am. Use me. So I don't know, Alvaro, that sounds so good. He was like, we need the Holy Spirit now. I just said that. I, I don't know what making every effort is for you. I don't. But I do know that God is asking you to do it right now. And you know exactly what that is. I mean, pinpoint. I know you. You're saying maybe this is your first time in this church for a bit. You got bribed to come here or tricked. And you thought, I thought we were having bagels. I don't know how you got here. But I'm believing that God is showing you right now that there's a place for you. And there's space for you. And because of that, there's something that he is asking of you. So God, all over this room, what is that one thing that God is asking you to make every effort? Don't back away, run quickly. What is he asking you to go back and forth right now? What shortcut are you, you being deceived into grabbing that you need to stop? Is it a relationship? 
Is it because you're lonely? You're, you're, you're choosing somebody right now that's not the person that God has for you and you know it? But you're taking a shortcut? And God is saying, no, 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 make every effort. Is it, is it that thing? I don't know what it is for you, but, but I, I'm telling you, God is speaking right now to you. Just so you know, if you don't know God's voice, it's that one right now that feels like it's almost tugging your heart out of your chest. So all over this room, come on, let's lift up our hands and close our eyes. God, you see all of us, everyone watching online at this moment. God, we're committing this year to make every effort. The things that you're asking us to say yes to. The things that you're asking us to run quickly to. God, the things that maybe we've let, we, we, we've pushed down for far too long that you want us to pick back up again. God, where we haven't given our all because we're scared to. God, where we haven't laid it all out because the enemy has lied to us and said it's not enough. God, we know our effort isn't enough. But God, we also know it's where we come with everything that we've got at the end of it all. That's where you make up the difference. Because it's in our weakness that you are strong. So I'm going to boast about my weakness. I'm going to boast about what, what I can't do. I'm going to boast about the things that I can't control. God, help us to make every effort. Just right now, with your eyes closed, if you've never made a decision to follow Jesus, I, I just felt like right now, come on, come on, so th there are some of you right now, you've never made a decision to give your whole life to God. I'm not talking about coming to church. Come on, you got to hear me. I'm not talking about coming to church. I'm talking about laying your whole life down and saying, God, you are the boss. I'm giving you my whole life. Come on, I, listen, this is for you. If you're watching online, this is for you. If you have never made that decision, or maybe you made that decision a long time ago, and you're like, I'm done playing games. If that's you, I want you to lift your hand real high and say, yeah, that's me. Right now, come on, all over this room. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. I want you to lift your hand up and say, yeah, that's me. I want to give my heart and my life to God right now. That's awesome. Thank you so much for raising your hand. Thank you so much for raising your hand. Anyone else? You want? Yeah, thank you so much for raising your hand. That's awesome. Thank you so much for raising your hand. Come on, church, let's all pray together. If you have your hand raised, you can put your hand over your heart right now. Church, all over this room, let's pray this prayer out loud together. Just repeat this prayer after me. If you have your hand over your heart, I want you to mean, I want you to mean this prayer with everything inside of you. Say, dear Jesus. Dear Jesus. Come on, say, dear Jesus. Dear Jesus. I thank you. I thank you. For your love. For your love. Your mercy. Your mercy. And your grace. And your grace. And I ask you. And I ask to you. Forgive me to forgive me. Of all my sin. All my sin. All my mistakes. All my mistakes. Give me the grace. Give me the grace. To follow you. To follow you. With all of my heart. All of my heart. For the rest of my life. For the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Come on, Amen. let's give God worship.